Yeah, there we go. That was week five. Week five, and we're still moving forward. And you're feeling good. Yeah. I mean, it, life has been really good for both of us. And as I look at your comments, I start to see, oh, I feel good, feel steady, no issues. And at first, if you could tell if you look back at your training, in the beginning, it was like, oh, this hurts. Oh, that hurt. Oh, this hurt. This, that hurt. So I would ask you, the people like, oh, he's doing better. Or have you just become accustomed to that level of irritation or pain, right? Because some people say, oh, they put it in for two weeks. Oh, this is my ankle, this and that. So it's getting better. It's getting better. And then three weeks after that, we're in week five. And then now you're seeing everything is comfortable, no issues, boom, boom. So two things have happened. Your body has adapted. You have no pain or you've gotten used to it. And now you just out of sight, out of mind, like you've compartmentalized it and you don't express that through the notes. You tell me which one it is. So I think normally it would be the second one that I would acclimate it and it would sort of go like sub notice. But since I'm communicating it to you, I'm very deliberately asking myself that. I'm really thinking in my quotes, am I feeling the pain? And the knee pain really has gone away. And you'll see like yesterday I put, there's a knee twinge. But it was like a twinge twinge. But I normally wouldn't have reported that because it was such a small thing. But because we're paying attention to it, and I know you're looking at it, and we increased volume, we added another day. And so I am paying more attention to it, and the pain is not there as much. So it's really the first one. That's a good thing. And so, you know, as I look through here, I'm, but today, what everybody I'm going through is training plan. And I'm looking at January 28th. We on, we we about 15 days, a little bit over 15 days from that. You did a five mile run and your five mile run was, you had about 530 feet of elevation, 11 minute mile, the 11 minute mile heart rate 155. And I'm gonna show you why I bring that up. Cause you had, how far a run did you have yesterday? Uh, yesterday was also a five mile run. Also although, a five mile. Although I did not, in the one on the 28th was the one where I chose poorly in my terrain, mm -hmm. if you recall. So that was a breakdown. Yeah. Right yeah, and it was supposed to be easy, right? And so we look, I'm looking at a couple of those, and I'll go over the one that we had today. We hit the 28th, and then we look at, I'm just looking at a, a few more of the different runs. So what has happened from there, even with some of your, your other runs, so we got another five mile here. Yeah, this is looking really good. This is looking really good. You're aerobically, the cardiovascular is changing. So you had two five mile runs last week as also. Mm hmm Right. Yeah. You may want them too fast. <laughs> I, I did. There, there was that one. And I, and even as I like in, in the comments, I said, I felt really strong and I felt like I was pulling it back, but I was obviously not pulling it back. Some of it may yeah. have been, I think that because it was a new route, it was later in the morning and it wasn't a crazy new route. But I think like the first half was mostly downhill. So there was a little bit of a net downhill uh, on that little bit. I know a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That thing is way down here. Actually. So, so I think that was really, <laughs> and then, and so I was going faster down, down that in a downward trail. And by the time I was halfway through and I turned around, I go back up. I was like, I'm already at this pace. So I locked it in. But I, yeah, but I, you went yeah. faster on the back end. So you went, what was that? Let me look at it. So the first two and a half miles, you average like 948. Mm -hmm. Right. And then let's go from there and the back two and a half. 928. You know, I was you went you know, faster. In in for a dollar, in for a pound, right? He might <laughs> I just, you know what? I guess I was, but I was feeling really good that day. I think that was the that's other the thing key. Is, yeah. That's the key, right? People always say that. One, when a certain athlete, like this comment is very relative to the athlete, but I felt strong. 
that could mean I'm going fast today. I went fast today. That's usually what it means, right? But there's sometimes I felt strong means people felt comfortable, normal, right? But the reason you're feeling good is because you're doing what I'm asking. Right. When yeah. you go outside that, now this ain't going to kill nothing. We, this is, I looked at the rest of the runs after this. You know, everything is fine. But sometimes people start feeling good. And the whole time they're feeling good, they start to do that in every workout. Now you're mm-hmm. creating more stress on your body than I have accounted for. And which can be adjusted, but the whole, that's the whole point. If we're training every day, you should feel good. Like it should be challenging while you're training and you should bounce back and you should have that feeling because the body, what we're trying to do right now is create the ability for your body to handle the load comfortably. And then that's how we know adaptation is taking place. And that's what we're talking about today, how your cardiovascular system has adjusted, how your muscles have adjusted, no more pain, no more knee issues, right? The body's okay, we're doing this. We need to get used to it. And so when you look at it, that so, because guess what? I have to say something to you because if I don't, when I need you to be slow intentionally, because we have other like speed or distance that we, if I haven't already ingrained that into your psyche, then it may happen again. And then what happens is you do something hard on an easy day. Then I have you do something hard on a hard day. Then you got really two hard days. And then you wonder why you don't want to train for the next three days. Right. Or, you're, or you just have to start having diminishing returns at the end of that week. And if we really let that add up over weeks, what happens usually to athletes is I have to shut them down for two or three days because the cumulative load has just been too much. And everybody's different, right? That, I, mean, I don't know your body that well to say that would happen, but it just give you the things that I'm thinking about, okay, why is this happening? And so as everybody remember, I'm going to kind of digress back to how, you know, your heart rate, you had that one run for five miles at 11 minute miles, 155, 11 minute miles, 155, 530 feet of climbing. And then these other two five miles last week, did, were they outdoors without me yes. looking? Yes. Yeah. They okay. were both outdoors. So like I said, one was on a, a local trail by a creek. And then uh, yesterday's was on my regular route, which I think I'm able to regulate my pace a little easier on the familiar route because I know it kind of thing. Right. Put it this way, on both runs with 50 to 75 feet of variation in, in all three runs at the 155 beats before you're at 11 minute miles, right? Now you're at 1030, right? Now we're coming off of that, that, that training load of 23 miles that week. Yesterday, you went for another five, right? You went 1030 and then you, your heart rate dropped four beats, right? And you went same elevation. What does that tell me? That tells me that aerobically your body is adjusting. You're running the same speed, but you're, and your heart rate is starting to go down. And so if I tell you, so the way cardio works is right. You, you can do that forever, right? That's why I measure it. Like you can do that forever. A muscular, that has a, has its limits, right? When muscles get tired, they fatigue, and then they start to not move as fast, not fire, cramp up, things of that nature. As we keep going, right, as we are building a base right now, your easy run, like you say, now if I want to take you up to 155, I'll have you drop 30 seconds off there. Now your easy run becomes 10-minute miles, not 10.30s anymore. And do we do that again? Until the body shows me where it's, okay, we're not getting a lot of return here. Like after a couple of weeks, then we need to shift something a little bit different. But right now, the adaptation that is happening in your muscles and in your cardiovascular system is key. Right. You're going faster and using less energy. 
I think I'm also noticing that I'm going farther into my run with the lower heart rate. Like, you know, because the watch tells me, like today, I was probably two miles in before I hit 150 heart rate or, or something around like that. But I find myself going farther into the runs before I start to hit that higher heart rate threshold. That's one of the things I'm starting to notice. 1.93 miles is when you hit 150s. You stayed under 150s. Actually, on a three-mile run, one, at 1.93 is when the first time you hit 150. And it was on the backside. You hadn't started any major climbing yet, any, any major elevation. And, can, and you had major elevation in the beginning, too. That you had, like the, you had, it was a climb out of wherever you were first. Like you had to climb out. You, did, you climbed again. You descended. And you climbed again. You descended. You climbed again. And so right there... Even then, it never broke one run 50, right? It was like 147, 140, actually stayed like 149 and it came back down, right? And so by around almost two miles. And so that says a lot, right? Mm -hmm. That's again, so most people, you'll see this, especially when you're out of shape, you'll see the immediate spike at the beginning because you went from doing nothing to something and it just goes really high. You'll see it goes, it'll spike really high and then it'll settle back down. Right. Because the body kind of said, okay, we're doing this. So we need to adjust the systems. And that could also mean they didn't do a good warm up. Our nutrition is a little bit off, a lot of other things. Right. So that these are questions that I would ask if I saw that. But then you have the people that are like, that actually pace themselves correctly, that ease into the run. And when we learn that, okay, this is a steady run, this is an easy run. Right. These are different. So what I want you to do is because now what I'm seeing is your steady runs and your easy runs are starting to look the same. Right. On a steady run, what I'm looking for, I don't need you. I don't want you to go fast. I don't need you to drop the hammer. I don't need you to push like you're doing a 5K or 10K or trying to hit a time. I need, if your body wants to go, let it go. Just be steady with it, right? And that's what it means. It doesn't mean you, you have to be, if I wanted you to hold a pace, I would say, hold this pace throughout. Steady means just allow your body to steadily do what it does. If it doesn't want to go fast that day, don't let it go. But I need to know that in the comments, right? On a steady run, if you felt good and like like the, on a five mile run, that was an easy run. I would rather send that on a steady run because you just mm -hmm. felt it. You didn't force it. You didn't try to go faster. You didn't try to slow down. You just let it go. And that's what I want you to do because that with those runs, you'll start noticing that'll start telling me when you're where your fitness is. Because now when the steady run started to go, they, you start to see those go tick, tick, tick. Now we put in a little bit more effort and we haven't done tempo yet. We haven't done speed work yet. Right now, you're getting more fit and you're becoming faster. And we haven't even started the other stuff that's going to really increase that speed. That's the difference. And on the easy stuff, I want you to go easy. I want you to be deliberate about that. So if I'm steady, I'm usually, I can be on a good day. If I'm doing a steady run, like last night, I think I was, got down like to 920, right? And I just let my body go, heels and all, I just let it go. Sometimes it's like 840. 8.30, like I, if it's a, depending on where I'm at in training week. My easy runs, for me, I go around 10 minutes to 10.30, maybe 11 if I'm having a really tough week. So I know where that is. And when I start to see 9.30s, I know that ain't my easy. I just know that's not my easy. And my heart rate needs to be below 130, 135 if I'm doing something easy. As I start to push those other ones, I'm going 140, 145, because we're a little bit similar in numbers. So that's why I'm saying these to people. So it's really, it's when you take those headphones off and you pay attention to what your body's doing, you can feel that, right? And then, so when you start to get used to racing, 
when you understand those feelings, you can capitalize on them. Like you get to your race, right? Say you're doing a half marathon because you've already done that before, right? And you out there and you get the mile 10, you like, or mile eight, and you're like, man, I still feel pretty dang good. And you know what that feeling is? You know that if I push, I could still push the rest of the race and have a lot left. But if you don't know that and you haven't thought about it, most people won't go faster or go faster too early. And so for me, like, and again, I always give two examples. Me, if I'm going to run 15 miles, that in training, I'm going to pay attention to what that's like. And I know that I'm not tired at 10 miles, but my legs start to feel it a little bit. And so that means, okay, when I'm in training, let me pay attention to like, okay, how can I push here? And what does it feel like? Because training is just practice to what you want to implement on race day. And if we don't test these theories, steady run, easy run, fast, negative split, like we're doing different things. And it's like, okay, I know what I can do here. I know how to run this heel. As you run heels, you may now I say go run heels. You might do what most people do is they try to attack the heel, mm -hmm. right? I don't want you to attack the heel. I want you to be steady. And so to learn how to pull, like you've already done that like earlier, you said I had to learn how to pull back because I could see where you were picking up pace and you could feel it. But if you pull back because the heels are early in the race, now you're expending more energy than you really need to. Now on the back end, if that's what your plan has been is to pick it up and negative split your event so you can PR or have a PR, then you have to have the strategy in place to say, okay, the first 80% of this race, I'm going to be steady here. And then I okay, the next 20, I'm going to build all the way through, right? Something that simple, but you need to understand that concept. And we'll work through that, obviously, as we get further and closer to the distance and stuff like that. But these are things that are important. And so having these different speeds, different efforts, different gears allows you a better ability to pace well. And so it's just like having a car. If your car had one gear, you can only go so fast and do certain things. You couldn't go up hills, pull something, do something like that. But the cars have multiple gears because it, it allows them to go higher speeds, to, to corner, to pull, to carry. Like it gives it a vast range of options. And that's what we want to give you on race day. And that's what it comes down to. That's a you. Everything's looking good. Everything's looking perfect. You're about to travel today. So you have already done your run and it looks, obviously we just seen that it looks good. Aerobically, you look good. Your body's feeling good. Like you are the picture perfect athlete right now. And we want, I need to <laughs> I put every picture perfect. You are, you, 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 say, are. you know, forward is a pace, but you're right. Forward. Yeah. But we're moving forward, right? Yeah. And we're moving forward at the pace. And when I want, and even when, my, when the, when I say forward is a pace, that means you moving at the pace that you need to move at to have the gains that you need to have. Right. And we, most of the time people think we need to force gains, but the body, when you stress the body a certain way, it will adjust. Mm -hmm. You can't make it adjust. And people are like, what does this look like? I couldn't have told you that your heart rate and stuff was going to happen, start like settling in at week four and five. Like, I, how can I predict that? Can't. And so people are asking me these questions all the time. It's like, how can I go faster? What is my training going to look like? You're going to run. And as you run, I'm going to learn. You're going to learn. And we make the adjustments. That's the only thing. And, and the best thing about me coaching is like for the athlete, right, is paying attention. That's it. What I'm talking to you about, I do with every athlete I have. And the more I know you, I wouldn't even, I'll glance at it and it won't take me. I won't, like now, I've, I've been looking at yourself so long, I can go, we boom, 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 look at that memory. This is what that looks like. 
and I'm done. I can walk away from the computer and go about my day. Money well spent on my end, right? And so like those are the things, but really understanding and be able to know that your heart rate was around 155. Now it's hovering around 150. You used to run a little bit higher, like, and, you know, 1030s at that pace. Now you're, about, you're starting to drop your heart rate drift, right? The, the natural heart rate drift is coming in later in the game, right? And so that also, what, I, what that tells me, and guess what? You ain't had a day off since last Thursday. Right. And you're yeah. still feeling good. And the, you mentioned traveling. So I'm traveling from altitude to Oklahoma City. So oh, like tomorrow, Lord. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to be It's going to look different. In, yeah. In, so I'm curious what that, but I've got a five mile run tomorrow while I'm traveling. So I know we wanted to kind of talk about not everybody listening is going to be traveling while they're training, but I've got some, at least three or four different business trips between now and my marathon and training with traveling is a little bit different. Yeah. First, let me tell you this, because you're going for, I want to make sure we're clear on this. Very clear. Or maybe I should just adjust forward. I don't know what I'm thinking right now. I'm in my mind. I'm ready for the run tomorrow. But yeah, but, uh, but like yeah. you're gonna feel like you're gonna be. What's the weather where you going to? I think it's gonna be in the uh, the 40s probably. Oh, so it's warm be a to you? Warmer, yeah, a little warmer than yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like Prefontaine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm gonna change not. this to a. I'm gonna change this to a steady run just to, for the sake of mental. Because the key is like the second part of especially traveling. And knowing like where you're traveling from, what you're traveling to is, okay, what should we expect? You're going from altitude to sea level. You're going to go faster. You're going to feel great. And you're going to probably, and the weather's going to be different for you. It ain't going to be as cold. It ain't going to be snowing. You're going to have footing. Like you're going to move. And so let's capitalize on that and just let you go. And because that, what that could do is give you a mental boost. Damn. Just like on the other run, like the comments that you're giving me back is it's feeding you. And so knowing that you're traveling to sea level is going, let's capitalize on that and make that adjustment. So I'm going to do that. But at the same time, you got a five mile. And we talked about like, it's five miles too much while you're traveling. So for me, I encourage athletes to do everything that you normally do. Not unless you're trying, and this is a very, this is very relative to the athlete. Unless you're trying to win something or you're trying to PR, there might be certain sacrifices you need to be willing to make. So you might not be able to travel and do as much personal or professional stuff as you would like to, depending on where your priorities are. And everybody's are different. With people that are trying to finish, want to have a good time, are not doing this for the accolades, but doing this because they want to be healthy, they want to, they want to have an experience, then I want to make sure that I don't disrupt your life, right? And I want to do the best I can do is being creative and creating your training plan that is going to be less stress on you. Because my job is not to put stress on you, it's to put stress on your body, but in a positive way and take any other, because most people like, man, I got to run for three days while I'm traveling. I travel all the time. So I know that's not always easy to do because usually when you're traveling for work, you don't control your time. You need to capitalize on relationships, networking, and events. Telling me that we've talked about like, okay, what are you doing? When are you leaving? What time are you flying out? And that tells me, okay, if he's flying out later in the day, like today, then we can run in the morning and I'll have to force it. But if I had to put three miles on today, and this is just me, I know you, you'd like to find a way to get things done and I'm the same way, but not everybody is that way. People that don't travel as much have a stressful time preparing for travel, especially when you have to fly. And if the workout, if say this, say if your flight was in midday or earlier in the morning, right? I would have gave you the day off because guess what? I want you to focus on that. Once you get there, 
And I wouldn't put it, oh, I can do it when I get there. You go into a foreign place, you ain't been there before. You can say, I've prepared. And this is, again, a different type of person, because if it's somebody that we need to get it done, we have already done the research. We know where we need to go. We've already made appointments to do so. But if you're, if this is not a normal thing for you, then I know when you get there, you got to get settled in. You got to get the rental car. You got to get to the, wherever you, your lodging is. You need to still need to eat. You got to get ready for tomorrow. Like your routine is totally out of whack, right? And so I'm just going to give you the day off because what happened is if I give you that three miles, knowing that you don't, this is not a priority on that day and your flight time is, is not the evening or late afternoon and you don't make that three mile run, you're going to have negative emotions from that experience. I am not going to create that. And so some people say, oh, let me do it. Let me do it. And I was like, no, I just, I'm not, I've learned not to do that. And you'll have a lot of coaches out there and it's not the not coaches, but it's just the truth because I used to be one of these coaches, figure it out, figure it right. out. My coach is that way, which is a positive for me because that's what I want because I want something. I need to make it happen. I was out of town. I ran seven miles. I ran 15. I ran 20. I pulled over on a road trip and ran miles and and then my wife pull up and come get me. I've done that before because my dedication is a little bit different mm -hmm. to what I, because this is what I do for a living. And for me, it's all about setting examples. Not everybody else needs that. They don't need that forceful hand. And so what my, some of my rules of thumb when traveling, let's do the research up front. Tell me when you're traveling, let's not wait to the day of or the day before to try to scramble and fix it. One, you mess up my schedule, right? And then if I'm not attending to your needs now, you may feel negatively about me because I'm not dropping what I'm doing, even though I got 30 other athletes in a life. So these are things that I'm thinking about. So like I told you, tell me what you got going on. I still got those other races that I've looked at. Those that if I had any issues, they, I would have said they look fine. We're going to add them to it. But giving me the schedule up front helps me create the load prior to or during or after that I can. And so I always first, I always ask for your schedule. And I want to know when you know, I want to know. If you're traveling, at the end of the year, you need to tell me then, not two months from then or a month from then or a week from then. I want to know. The second part is what I normally do is on the day you travel, the travel days, right? And say this, just go call it bookmarking on the day you fly out and the day you depart, right? To come back, I give you those days off automatically. And depending on who you are, I might even the next day when you come back, give you another day off or lighter load because you got to get back in the groove again. And I don't want to force anything. Some people want it and they, cause they need, they, they peace, they me time and it was totally fine. We've already discussed it, but let's go travel first. And I'll talk about vacation, just basic travel during the time that you're gone. I'm going to ask you like, what is your availability? What does that look like? As a runner, you can usually run anywhere. Like now that's the, the so you need to pack for the weather. If it's going to be cold or hot or whatever it's going to be, but what does that look like? Oh, I got a conference. Oh, I want to run. Like, be honest with me. Like, are, right, do you right? In in like some of the conferences, like you're walking all day in the conferences, you're standing up on the conferences you're all day. All of, like you in yeah. and that's the and that's one of the I think the big things is for this particular trip. It isn't a conference. It's a meeting. It's a workshop. That's why when we talked before at five miles, I think it's great. No, I definitely recognize that. I think this is a good travel trip. I've got a little bit more coming up a little later in the training plan, but. I think this is really, it's going to hit really great right where we're at.
Yeah, and it, that's what it does, right? And so if it wasn't us having that conversation, what I would, and some athletes would just put that stuff on now. Some athletes are not as communicative, right? I would love everybody to be communicative, but it's just not life, right? And so I know what Dave's there traveling. We already know I'm giving you the day you leave off and the day you come back off, say if that's a week. In those days in between, I'm not going to give you any workouts over 30 minutes. Not going to happen, right? Because now if I can give you something 10 to 15 to 20, depending on who you are and what you're training for, I'm going to give it to you, right? And if I plan correctly, I could make that a down week where the volume can be lower and I don't have to make these extreme adjustments to say, okay, we're going to take this week as rest week and I can count in those two ex the extra day off and the lower volume and let your body, because it's going to have extra stress, like you said, the walking and people and mental and being away from home and sleeping in a different bed and eating different food. And so if I can minimize that, I do that. If you're going on vacation, though, right, I still do the day off traveling. The day you're traveling, I'm going to give you the day off. During, I'm going to ask what you've been doing, what you're going to be doing again. But if you're going, like I had an athlete, she's a runner and a triathlete, and she went to Jamaica. Okay, what are we doing in Jamaica? Okay, well, I need you to at least run every other day while you're there because it was a certain time period. She said, oh, I could do that. And I said, no more than 30 minutes a day, 20 to 30 minutes a day. Run fast as you want. You can drop the hammer if you choose, or you can just go run on treadmill. Somebody else, I would say, okay, you're going to Hawaii. Why don't you schedule a hike to the waterfalls? And I'll account because I've been a lot of places. I was on military. I've been a lot of places. I'm saying, well, why don't you go do this or go do this? And I know that activities are also therapeutic, but also physical in nature. I can give you some. Go, if you're going out, you go hike something, go run something, go scuba diving, go do something that's physical, that still works your aerobic system that you normally may not do. And then I could give you the experience of being there and still get some exercise out of you. And for people to know, I can give a workout that's four minutes long, right? And you're like, oh, four minutes? Four, mm -hmm. I can do a lot in four minutes, bro. <laughs> like if you do what I tell you to do, four minutes, is you wish that you had the hour workout. <laughs> you wish you had, and it'd be boom, you in and out and you on with your day. So. I've learned that not only I, but coaches, we need to be more open-minded, creative, understanding, empathetic, compassionate about people's lives and schedules. Traveling is a part of that. If it could be, and then sometimes it's not even travel, it's just days off that you want to have an anniversary or something like that. Don't just go into it and say, it has to be this way. Find a way where you both walk away happy. I absolutely agree. Things are going really well. Looking forward to it. and. We'll keep moving forward. Awesome. Enjoy your trip and make sure I'm again, I'm, I'm going to change tomorrow to steady, steady pace. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna, I might just say free run and let you go. I'll do my best to behave myself. I will. I no, will. I don't want you. I'm telling you right now, I don't need you to behave. I'm you have five miles and I'm gonna give us, I'm gonna call it what are these are called is called athlete's choice. You handle that five miles like you choose. Okay. We'll see how it goes. There we go. All See, a right. little bit of freedom. Everybody loves a little, little bit, bit of freedom. Bit of freedom. <laughs> Illusion of choice. All right. Appreciate it. Have a great week. You too, brother.